comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We want to... Yeah. Hey everybody, TV welcome podcast, to... podcast, take two. Yeah. Oh, sorry, take three. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV podcast, episode 90, 98. Yes, 98, I've checked, and it is indeed 98. Coming up on 100, it's going to be weird because 100 is going to coincide with the season finales. What? So it's that, almost like we planned that. No. No, I couldn't have planned that. I'm not, no, not, I'm no, not nearly not that, that bright. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, joining me tonight to talk about DCTV, first of all, the man who knows that the real way to take down an evil mastermind supervillain is to hit him right in the daddy issues, Mr. Daryl Taylor. <laughs> I know, man. I had to give arrow. I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? (laughs) We'll talk about it later. Yo, daddy ain't love you. All right, I'm done. I don't want to fight anymore. It's over. (laughs) And the scarred, embittered time remnant of Kevin Smith that has come back to make his life hell as Savitar Kevin Smith. (laughs) Mr. Rich the Chubtoe Chubb. Savitar Kevin Smith. Have like this glowing silver hockey jersey and jean shorts like from the Speed Force. And... Because Kevin Smith could possibly not ever create a time remnant because that fat f- isn't going to move that <laughs> up. Come he on. Just, he just, he just, I mean, he's well, quicker right. than me. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, that's a pot calling the kettle obese, but it's still. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't need to move fast. He, has, he uses, uh, you know, other means. If you, if you listen to his podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't need yeah, to go yeah. into detail. Uh, but we have a full slate of shows. Six episodes to talk about tonight, guys. Six, six. Count them six. And we're coming up on season finale. Like I said, we only have two more episodes to go on all the main CW superhero shows. Until the season finale, we'll hopefully get some resolution and, uh, and stuff like that. And definitely... Uh, well, well, first of all, start, start, I think my favorite episode of the week was probably Gotham out of the, out of the six. If I think about it, I, I like the Flash just because as we, we'll get to it because it was Happy Barry and I haven't seen Happy Barry in a long time. You know, Gotham, <laughs> Gotham, Lucifer, and uh, Flash were great this week. Yeah, yeah, well, it's some problems with the others. Um, real quick on on the news front, we got uh, the, the opening of Wonder Woman is coming up, obviously. And uh, we got the final trailer for Wonder Woman coming to the home stretch before the release. I think we only have, what, two weeks until it I comes just out? Want, 
I just want to say that last trailer, I mean, I was already excited about this film. I already was planning on seeing it, and I already knew it was going to be great. But that last trailer, if if I wasn't sold, that would have sold me because that was awesome. I'm so looking forward to this film. And I also encourage everybody out there on June 2nd, that weekend, to go and see this so that we can have this female lead superhero movie break some box office records that'd be cool I, I would like to see it at least do as well as Thor or something like one of the second tier Marvel movies I, well that's what I'm, I, my, my thing is I'm thinking it's gonna do around Cap mm-hmm. 1 and Thor 1 numbers 3, 400 mil cause it's new I mean this is this, I mean even right. though she was in uh, and, Batman vs Superman still it's it's new. And I mean, if you if you remember, you know, the first Thor and Cap movies made I think two three hundred mil maybe. Like I think Cap, the first Cap movie made four hundred mil maybe. They weren't like you know huge blockbusters, but they did okay. And then right. it wasn't until they brought them together for Avengers that they really you know hit the the billion dollar home run there. Um, Gotham has been renewed for a fourth season. Oh yeah, and you know what? As good as the season has been, thank goodness. You know, I really, mm-hmm. I really have been championing this show, especially since the second season. They've really okay. been doing. I think they've been doing the Court of Owls stuff interestingly, and we'll we'll get to that pretty quickly. Yep. But um, yeah, fourth season for Gotham that's awesome. And Black Lightning, the it hasn't even debuted yet, and it's already been ordered straight to series. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great sign. So well, add on to that. I would say add on to that. All of our shows. All of our DC oh, shows. Oh, yeah, we reported that like a month ago. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. I mean, that just, I mean, that speaks volumes because, you know, there were times when we weren't sure about a couple of these shows. I wasn't really even sure about iZombie, as we mentioned last time we spoke. Right. You know, but thank goodness it's getting a fourth season. Well, I just, I just think, I think they're working on a brand. I just wonder if their formula is going to get a little stale, if they're spreading it out over five shows. I mean, you're going to have Black Lightning, Legends... Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow all ostensibly in the same Arrowverse, even though Supergirl's you know off on her own or whatever. But like they're gonna have to find ways to break break it up. You know that mm-hmm. formula is think, gonna have to change between these shows. And I think some of the things, something they really and it's something they, I think they've struggled with in this season is like having the shows have separate identities from one another. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like when Flash debuted and Arrow was, uh, I think it was, what, third season when Flash debuted, fourth season? They were very different shows. I mean, Flash was bright and happy and, golly, look how fast I can run and I'm just learning all these things and, wow, this is a very exuberant and happy show and, and everything. And then Arrow, of course, was the dark Batman-type brooding thing, right? And right. now now it's all mixed up. Now, like, Flash is kind of brooding, and Arrow is, like, even darker than that. And, like, Supergirl is ostensibly the happy one, but, like, even that wasn't... Even that oh, hasn't, has been, you know, taken no, a dark turn. So. Um, the whole thing, too, though, is, and I'm sure we'll get more to it when we get on Flash, but... This week made us miss that first season of Flash even more. That's probably why you I'm know. thinking of it. That's probably yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll totally get to that when we get there. Let's go ahead and jump into Supergirl. Uh, this episode is uh, episode 20 of the season. Called I thought City- we were doing Zombie first. Oh right, I Zombie. I'm sorry, we're doing I Zombie first because Jerry's not here yet and she doesn't do I Zombie. <laughs> I do I Zombie. Oh, I, I do I Zombie. Oh no. Oh, why did I, I just channel Chubb. I have to stop. I just channeled the Chubb comment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Major is, has his humanity back after taking the serum, and he starts by eating giant jo- gobs of ice cream. That was so funny. Oh, I would have did that. I, if you hadn't been able to taste anything for that long... I would have did that. I would have did worse. Though. I wouldn't have stopped. I would have gone... I, you know what? I would have I gone straight for the uh, like a, uh, ribs. Barbecue is like my, my kryptonite, dude. I, 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 could, I could eat my know, weight in pulled pork if it was... You know my love of spaghetti. I'd have did things for oh, I would. I totally... Oh, my God. <laughs> it would have been pornographic. Let I'd me tell you, I elite. didn't... Un- I didn't understand what was wrong with the way Major was eating that ice cream. That's how I always eat ice cream. Oh, that's, that's why you man. live the bachelor lifestyle. Man. Yeah, that explains no. a lot. <laughs> that explains a lot. You can't do that in front of other people. Doesn't work that way. Um, Clive is assigned to investigate the murder of this like narcissistic DJ, and when Liv consumes her brain, she begins to act out and behave irresponsibly, and it's just like kind of a jerk. <laughs> this is self-absorbed jerk. Yeah, uh, it's really, really. Um, one of Don E's clients offers him one million for Ravi's cure, but he refuses to sell it. I wouldn't turn that down too quickly. But Don E's suggestion that Blaine is merely faking his memory loss to get a fresh start intrigues Ravi, and he mentions it to Peyton. You know, Robbie's trying to get back in good with Peyton, you know. I know, but Robbie, this is one of those dummy Robbie things. He, yeah. He, time and place, time and place. You don't you don't run to her and, and go, but I had heard from his friend that he was lying. You know, like, it just sounds so petty the way he said exactly. it. Exactly. I was just like, you're trying to get into her good graces? What yeah. did you do? Yeah. It just didn't work. You should have learned from the first time you tried to do it that way. But, I mean, the next part where it pays off, it turns out he was right, right? Yes, he was. Peyton totally plays Blaine, too. That was awesome. You forget that Peyton's a lawyer. You forget that she's, like, really sharp until something like this happens. They're having this tender CW moment, and he's like, you know, it doesn't matter how we got here as long as we're together, you know, as long as we're here, you know, and he finally breaks down and admits he had memory loss for a few days, but then his memory did come back, and he's just been playing the whole time uh, to get a fresh start. And uh, it's uh, it's a great scene where she just, like, says, you know, I'm a lawyer. You should watch anything you say around me. And then stomps out. I then, figured that was her plan, though. I did I did kind of kind of figured that that's what she was going to do. That when she was saying it wouldn't mind, like the way she... She had a look in her eye. I was like, hmm. Yeah. Kind of looked like uh, maybe she was uh, well, everybody's, trying to test him. Hmm? Everybody's freaking out because they can't find Major. And then uh, it turns out and, and uh, it turns out that Major is his uh, family in Walla Walla. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't even. Th- I forgot about me. I like. I. I don't remember that they never really mentioned Major's family. Yeah, yeah. Kind of was on her. He kind of like blended in with with Liv's family. Well, for a second, I thought that was Liv's mom. That's what I thought because we haven't too, seen her since that. the first season. I was like, is Liv's mom and brother going to show up now again? That's what I thought. So they talk to Blaine, and uh, and uh, Peyton comes back and tells them that Blaine has been lying all this time, so they have the cure. But uh, they go to the office to get the cure, and someone has broken in and stolen it all. But then Ravi realizes, wait a minute, I gave Major a dose of the cure. There's still one left. We can cure Liv. 
Another dumb thing. I wouldn't put all the cure in one spot. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And, and in such a flimsy place, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's such important. And for him to pop up, like, I don't trust them mother effers either. Like, they're... They're freaking criminals, right? Well, and they, they got know Don you E. Have a cure. I mean, you're dealing with Don E. and like all these scuzzy types off yeah. the utopian trade and shit. I mean, I, I would put it in somewhere not. more secure. You know, I, I'd give Clive. A, look, listen, this is what I would do. This is how I would do it because I watched enough mafia movies right. over the years and, and, <laughs> and, agent, and secret agent movie, uh, shows and all that. Right? Mail, mail some to your give, own safe deposit box. Right. I would put one in the safe deposit box. I would give. Uh, one uh, one of the cures to to Clive, right, to hold, because you want to be able to duplicate it, right? right? So you give you give a little bit to to Clive, you get a little, you put a little bit in the safe deposit box, you keep a little bit at the uh, the job, and you take a little bit home, and that's how you do it. You spread it out. You just don't put. Oh, I'm just gonna put all the cure in one spot. So people can steal it, and then everything's you know, effed up. For being such like a smart scientist, medical guy or whatever, he's not yeah. very common sense bright at all, man. No, not really. No doubt. Not really. I love him, but, yeah, man, he could just be a, the, a ding. <laughs> In the procedural, it turns out the roommate killed uh, the DJ girl because she's uh, like stole her signed baseball and pawned it for money and then replaced right. it with a cheap copy and then the new roommate found out freaked out and killed her yeah. um and then clive after and clive is the one who solves the case like without lives help really you know what i mean like he really shows off his detective powers here you know and you know like the flash of the pawn shop is really the only thing he gets off live this episode mm-hmm. um but when he finds out live wants to be cured he's surprised you remember that? He's like, really? You want to become human after all the good yeah. work we're doing oh, and stuff? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. And I'm just like, yeah. dude, what? Clive usually that's is true. like, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed weird. But I guess, you know, at least until I become captain or whatever. I'm like, really? Is he kidding or what? But he wasn't. Um, and it turned out Blaine stole Robbie's supply. He's trying to recreate more. And uh, they show him, like, in a Breaking Bad scene, like, mixing chemicals and shit. Um... And then when Major comes back from Walla Walla, he tells that he did have that last syringe that Ravi left him earlier, but he already gave it to someone else. Damn. That uh, woman who was, like, kept in prostitution slavery. I forget, mm-hmm. I forget her name now, but, yeah, with the Don right. Quixote action, you know, and all that. Damn you, Ravi. Damn you. Oh, Ravi. I know. And, he, and at first I was mad at Major. I was like, well, why did you give it away? And I think to myself, wait a minute, Ravi had like eight, but yeah, he had like 18 of them. He couldn't have spread them around, just like you said, Daryl. Like, why? You put them all in a damn stupid drawer. Like, that's such a weak-ass drawer to put them all in. Right. Like, come on, man. But that was the episode, Some Like It Hot Mess, episode six. I liked it. I I, I kind of want Dominatrix live back, but I liked yeah. it. She's more interesting. Uh, by the way, this was directed by Enrico Colatoni. Uh, he was on uh, Veronica Mars. He was Keith Mars. He was mm-hmm. also on iZombie oh. a few episodes ago as the lieutenant. He's been on right. Flashpoint and uh, Person of Interest and got so many movies and shows. Crazy Galaxy Crest, Quest and uh, Monk. He was on. So that, I, I thought that was interesting. Right, you know, Rob Thomas kind of threw him that. 
So I get this episode. I don't know, like a B minus. It wasn't as good as last week's. I didn't. No, like, I didn't like funny. the brain was right. annoying more than humorous for me. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It yeah. I just kind of it was a little tedious to watch after a while. So yeah, not much to work with. Yeah. There there was a lot of good pieces. It just didn't pull together as well. And I, I I'll, I'll go. I, I'd say B minus as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the the Savitar time remnant of herself joining us now. Now that we're done talking about iZombie. It's oh, Jerry good. Atkinson. Yeah, we didn't want to get hurt. Show ever. The greatest DC show ever. I heard she got saucy this week, though. I saw in the the advertisement she was going to be a dominatrix or some crap. That was, that was last week. That already yeah, happened. Yeah, that, was uh, actually, that was actually a good episode. That was last week. Being her normal, boring self. Okay. Oh, you just can't. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to Supergirl now. Supergirl? Hi, we watched that one, right? Supergirl? Okay. Yes. Yep. Supergirl, this episode is called City of Lost Children. It should have been where all the black people went. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get how we were going to go about this. Um, uh, James becomes Ugh. discouraged with being guardian uh, uh, when he realizes that those he helps are afraid of him. like that other guy. I'm discouraged. <laughs> yeah, he made it, they made another Batman reference. He did. Or yeah, like he did. that friend of Clark's, and he said, oh, I think they're more like frenemies. <laughs> Whatever, man. Let me just say that it's going to be a shame if I end up having to stop watching Supergirl because of James Olsen, because I am really tired of that character. I mean, really tired. It is just played out. He's a, it is, He's a whiner. Oh, I can't fight crime. Oh, I can't show. fight crime. Yeah. It crime. Just, oh, I just want to be confused with other crime see, fighters. Shut up. The first You're an African-American CEO of a Fortune 500 company, dude. Yeah, I can't I mean, fight for you. Yeah. That, that, How can I identify pretty... with you at all? <laughs> with abs that, that can't that's stop. Like, I can't that's something to write home about. That's something to be proud of. And it's also something that should be taking up a lot of his time. So, think, right? No. Wait. Not even, let's go behind that. He's like 30? Is he even 30? Hey, he's not even, not even just African-American. He's a young, a young success, Okay. Like that should should be a thing too, all right? Not, not. Oh my and God, I can't. On top of all of that, he's Superman's pal, right? But um, not you know, not. in the first season, they had him set up as a love interest, you know, off again, on again, love interest. And now that they've brought in Bro L and the invasion of Bro L's, it's gonna be like sure. spring break <laughs> in uh, in National City. Um, I, I was mentioning it was like uh, you know, the Aqua Teens episode, uh, Space Frat or yeah. Space Jocks yeah. or whatever, you know. Yes. Dude, my dad totally owns a dealership in Daxon. Dude. Totally. <laughs> totally. I can hear the music spraying brains. Yeah. Who's this? This but is anyway. When he wakes up, make him drink. Yeah, make him drink. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but getting dude. back to James, it was like they had him set up as a love interest in the first season, and that worked. You know, off again, yeah, on love interest, that was cool because he was an independent dude. He was just doing his thing. Right. She was working there, he was working there, and they were on the same level playing field here. You know, but with the second season, I think when they brought in like Broel and stuff, they didn't really know what to do with him. They kind of shuttled him over to being guardian and running Catco, and like he's really kind of extraneous to the story. Like, like Wynn has more to do with the overarching plot True. than the story than he does. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, 
He's more... got an edgy girlfriend too. What is this yeah, guy? Yeah, no doubt. Nothing. He's got a, he's got like an iron, uh, a discount Iron Man suit, you know. Um, the Iron Winer. The Iron Winer. <laughs> well, like the stuff we saw in the other episode where um, he's kind of like, "No, I'm running this company. I'll file the media request on." That's that's the what the character yes. should be. Not that. this nonsense. You're not a superhero. You don't have powers. No. That's like the, he did little... have fatherly feelings in this episode, though. So at least they're showing he has oh. some kind of humanity. Oh, Maybe that's please. Oh, this, come on. There's a scene where a woman has a, a telekinetic rampage and kind of like uh, goes off like a bomb in a public place, and they call it an alien terrorist fight. And they're talking about what to do about it and how to deal with it. And James is standing there. You know, like, mm-hmm. talking, yep. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here, dude? You're not in the DEO. You yeah, don't have any super abilities. Why are you here? You know, Win Win works here. Alex it. works here. You know, Hank Henshaw's the friggin' Martian Manhunter. You know, Supergirl's here. Monel's here because he's got superpowers. Why are you here, you know? Um, well, did the DEO officially sanction the Guardian now that Wynn's doing that, or is it still off the books? It's not, well, I mean, Hank Henshaw makes the thing about, you know, he's kind of turned a blind eye to his thing, but, you know, you're not right. part of this team. Blah, they blah, said blah. It's all, yeah, they said it's all right to patrol, but he's still not a part of it. I just want to know, where is he getting the funding for all of his tech and stuff? Okay, he's Catco. He's embezzling it from yep. Catco. There you go. Well, they exactly. let it slide. The same place that Kara got her office when she was working at Catco. Well, actually, they stole that from the DEO. Blogosphere? It was all old pieces that he had skimmed off of, right. when and skimmed and, and used. Right. Little, little Donnie Olson. Yeah. Little Jimmy Trump. Anyway, um, the woman, uh, James tracks down her son, Marcus. And he refuses to speak to anyone but James, who spends time bonding with him. Because right. they bonded in the two seconds he saw him with his helmet uh, off. But Jim, why do you want me to talk to him? Feeling. Because okay. you're the only one that can talk to that little boy. Well, I've tried. Bad. She's tried. We've all tried. But you're the only one that can get through to him, James. Even though I'm the, a Martian that can speak tele- telepathically. Yes, I'm a telepath. I can totally bond with him on a telepathic level. Sense. But no, it's you. It's you, James. That was okay. one of the worst. That was that. This was close to almost close to legends and and spiritual. Oh, yeah, all, all the all the all the black telepaths. Yeah. yeah. What do young boys around that age do? They they whine. So the James is a perfect fit for that. So I see his logic. So. <laughs> well, they could have. Um... You know what could have? I don't want to say that I I could write it better than the writers who. And get paid to do this thing, but 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 <laughs> what could have done it was if he if they somehow did something where the woman who caused the damage they were getting ready to shoot and kill her, and he kind of noticed that she was not in control and jumped and saved her, and the son saw that somehow, like, and that's the connection that he saved her, and then she runs away or whatever. Like, that could have been a quick thing. Like, that could have connected him to looking for her and at the same time connect him to the boy and then put him more involved in in the investigation. That that could have been a link that we could have had. It just really felt like they were trying to to get 
the the point home that there is a lot of racism and that's how James Olsen grew up is feeling a lot of racism and he saw himself in this kid because this kid was from another not only just appearing black but being another race. I get what they were trying to beat us over the head with. It was They didn't subtle. even explain right that these were black like it didn't I didn't even understand. They didn't even explain that these were not only were they aliens but this race all of them happen to be black. Like it, just, you, right. it wasn't even explained. No, but like it, it was like they, were just, they just were. They just were. It, it just was the. But I think they were trying to imply that yeah. all of the, all of this particular race of aliens, they all have brown skin, which is right. fine if you're going to say that. But my issue was, it was almost like they were too scared to even acknowledge. Like that, like if you if that's the case where you're going with, then it could have been a, a two second question of, um, that's, that's are what they, they all? Yeah, when 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 Martian Manhunter's giving a rundown of the ra- of the alien race, they easily say they're brown skin, mental manipulation of of things, and telepathy. Boom! That like they could have threw that in there. That that's you know. That's part of the whole thing, and and they have the little marks on the sides of their heads. Like that could be a quick thing when they're when they're at the table talking about the the case, right? But they were just so nervous about it. It was like they just didn't do it. No, we were supposed to get the it triggered whatever whatever the case with their alien race is. It triggered James's feelings of growing up and experiencing racism. It made him have a moment. So it wasn't really. We were supposed to focus on the aliens. It was once again James going back into his feelings. No, and at the beginning, James saves that woman from being attacked by those muggers or whatever, right? And then right. she is just as afraid of her of him as the, yeah, the attackers. Right. Do you think as he, that they're saying that she was afraid of the black man she could see in the the slit of the armor, or that she was just afraid of the guy in the, <laughs> that was the in other big side. armor? That was the other silly thing, too. You're like, covered from head to toe in armor. She didn't even know what race you were. Now, I know that this was a ham-fisted way of probably what they're going to do is make is change his suit, right? This is We're probably going to get a, a different suit next season, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Because remember, he was saying it, like, we need to change it or, or um, you know, like, he doesn't like the reaction he's getting. They're probably going to change his suit. But it's such a, but it was such a, a heavy-handed and sloppy way for us to I go. I wish they'd direction. send him back to Metropolis. Well, it's just so weird to have him be. He detracts from the show now. Yeah, he does. And I hate to uh, say it because I really uh, liked what they were trying to do with this character in the beginning, but yeah. they have just totally made it to where every time he speaks or anything, I just ugh. Get to the next scene, please. I I, I would sorry. even like it. I would even. Th- I think it would be even better if they just used this to get him to stop being Guardian and be like, I can do more uh, without the mask because with the mask on, all I'm doing is more harm than good. There's enough people here to to patrol. I don't need to do this anymore. Like I I thought this was what I needed to do, but this is not what I needed to do. I could do something else and okay. stop it because I I just think this is just not a good storyline to make him you know this this character i just don't think it works for the show it's not good for the show it puts him in a i mean i appreciate right. diggle's helmet more after watching olsen <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow 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 geez now now he's racist 
Oof. Saying all black men wear helmets or what? Come on, what are you trying to say here? Well, you got to be like that. I'm prejudiced against against stupid helmets. (laughs) How about braids? Okay, you gonna go there? (laughs) (laughs) We haven't got the arrow yet. Completely different. (laughs) That's a a hair helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Here we get to the other part that kind of bothered me about this episode. Uh, With Rhea's encouragement, Lena completes the matter transformer, which Rhea activates. And that is what's causing these um, uh, telekinetic people to have these attacks. And Marcus, like, almost destroys the Catco office with his power. Yeah. Now, Lena is a smart, independent woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I know, she, I know she has mommy issues, because we already covered that earlier in the season, right? Mm-hmm. But you think that she'd be a little more wary of an alien, like... Dropping a whole bunch of tech on her, and want, you know, you know what I mean. You think she'd be a little yeah. more cautious than well, she is. And yeah. Some of her, some of just her facial expressions and other things made me think, okay, yeah, she is being cautious there, because I'm like, I think she's figuring something out here that something's not right. And then, no, I was just wrong. It just did. She didn't figure it out till like the very that. end, like till it was yeah. way too late. She figured it out, and then it was too late. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the DEO discovers, uh, Rena and Leah's, or Lena and Rhea's involvement, and that Marcus's mother's attack was unintentional on her part. Because I don't um, trust them aliens. Can't trust yeah, them. Yeah, and you also notice how a lot of the aliens on Supergirl have, like, that Deep Space Nine thing where they just glue prosthetics on their face. And <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. Like, I'm human, but I have weird stuff on my face, yeah. so I'm an alien, you know. It's totally cheaper. <laughs> it is. That's the um, Star Trek, that's Star Trek uh, formula. Totally. Deep yeah. Space Nine, man. It was totally on Deep Space Nine. Like, every week, these are the Thumbnub Gubbians. It's just like, if stuff glued on their face, okay. And Adam <laughs> And the only way to save them is with a tachyon beam. Right. But we have to run it through the dilithium crystals. Well, we got to go to the Frankies and make a deal for those, because ours are burned out, guys. Right. <laughs> what if we use the main deflector dish? We're going to have to call engineering for this. Wesley! <laughs> Wesley. That's one of my, up, my micro, my, one of my micro impressions is Patrick Stewart. Wesley. Okay. Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus leads James and Wynn to his mother, uh, who is with a large group of the Forian uh, aliens. Uh, Rhea reactivates the transporter. Uh, causes all of them to lose control. And man, James manages to call Marcus in the most cliched speech I have ever heard in my life. I'm sorry, but I was just cringing watching that part. <laughs> I believe it. I will, I will fight for you. I will. Not, oh. oh my God. I'm like, come on already. Does that go on any longer? Like, did, I know. You know what the I'm Razzies sorry. are. They have Razzies for movies. Do they have Razzies for performances? Because that that well, scene well, right there, he here, deserves. Well, here's the part I didn't like about it. Like he gives a little bit of an inspirational speech. I believe. Come on, you gotta get back to me. But I'm like, okay, they're gonna cut to the kid, and they're gonna cut back to him, and they're gonna cut to the kid, and he'll be fine. Yeah. But no, they did it like four times. They cut yeah, back to James, screaming at the kid. They cut back to the kid. They cut back to James again. He gives some yeah. more lines. He's like, I'll go off. I feel you. And the wind is getting stronger and stronger. Uh, and then it just kept going on. I'm like, no. It was sure. one scene too long. Like, yes. I kept thinking, this is when he's going to, you know, come out of the coma. And then, they, you know, and then they they move. 
and they didn't do it. They dragged oh. it on longer. It was paced off. It was it was off in the pacing of this of this episode too. But um, Daryl, he feels his pain. I know, but what's also dumb is you mean you mean to tell me the dude you met uh, a couple of hours ago, you'll, he can he has mo- more of an emotional resonance with you than your than your than mom a mother who's seeing her <laughs> son and all the people See, of your own race that you've known. Yeah, yeah, that's he not going to cut. Why? Okay, he said he did say why because he had issues when he was a kid. So mm. James is feeling his father self, and this kid obviously, where was his father? So oh, you man. know they can bond. Daddy issues are a prevalent theme this week on DCTV. We'll yeah. get to that on Arrow too. Daddy. You know what else was a big thing? Um, somebody getting trapped in an enclosed space while liquid poured in. Because that happens in real life a lot, y'all. All the time. All the you know, time. When I was a little kid, I thought there was quicksand everywhere, man. Exactly. I was watching on TV everywhere Come I went. On. I was like, I just and chambers that would fill up water as well. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, we had them, lot. We had them a couple weeks ago on Flash, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, I, I get the whole quicksand thing, though. I mean, you had it on Scooby-Doo all the time, Gilligan's Island, and just when you think it's safe to watch the Brady Bunch, they go to Hawaii. Guess what? Oh, no. Quicksand. Quicksand. Curse Tiki. Vincent Price. <laughs> Homeless Vincent Price in Hawaii. Kara, um, John, uh, John, and Monel attempt to shut down the transporter, but are unsuccessful. Uh, Monel confronts Rhea with a gun. But does not shoot her. Nope. I think that scene would have been perfectly great had he shot her. Yes. I, I was hoping he would just... shoot her in the shoulder at least. Yeah, I mean, still have your your bro invasion or whatever come through. Right. Like, she accomplished that. The bro, the bro invasion. With the gun, he's misfire. Have the gun that, misfire. That's a Jim Joke reference that he made in chat earlier this week. But anyway, you know, but that would have been great. I mean, I like seeing Terry Hatcher on screen as much as the next person, but it would have been really a great capper to that scene had he shot her. The uh, transporter brings in a massive fleet of Daxamite bro ships to conquer Earth in the bro invasion and transform it into new bro, I mean, new Daxam. Sorry. And you know what's funny is that I, I now I totally understand why they they made the Daxams weaker than Supergirl, right? And made them more and and plus with you know of course they have the lead thing, but took away the flight and made them weaker so that it's easier for them to to beat them at the at the season finale. Like right. they don't have the same problem they had with when they had to fight all the Kryptonians because it didn't make sense that she wouldn't be able like. They they should beat them up. Like there's no reason. Like you're not beating a whole army of Kryptonians, and it's only you, right? And and the DEO and and Martian Manhunter. So it makes sense that. Oh, okay, I see why they did this. Yeah, but not like, only can, Carol, but you did, you're forgetting something quite important, what? and that is the fact that all these ships she's bringing in from around the around the galaxy. Came from Daxum originally, where it probably has the highest concentrate of kryptonite. They probably have weaponized it somehow. Kryptonite? I don't. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. But still, they made it easier that the DEO can shoot them, right? And also, um, Supergirl can fight them. And, and Guardian Superman. can fight them. And, and Guardian, right? They can hurt them. They and Miss Martian them. will probably come back for the season finale, I would think. And. 
Yeah, she is. Uh, they announced it. Uh, yeah. she's I think I saw her on one of the Twitter feeds, it. too. Um, yeah. yeah. And Melissa Benoist. Uh, so they'll all be feed. fighting. Basically, they're all, you know, be, and, they, and it's plausible that because they're not as powerful that they can beat them. Yeah. We will see. We will see. Yeah. Then finally, Rhea teleports herself, Monel, and Lena to her ship. Right. Okay, uh, I give this episode a C minus because of all the James stuff. I'm really annoyed. I'm, I'm down to a, a, a D plus. I give it a D plus because I ain't got a daddy either. So I'll give it a D plus. <laughs> I'm going to give it a D for uh, another TV show that had a James in it where the common words were, were uttered, damn, damn, damn. Damn, oh, damn, 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 damn. damn. You know when James Evans said damn, that shit was bad, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it was, got real. And then got Florida real. would be like, James, James. She'd be like, what's wrong, yeah. James? Oh, damn. And then he'd say, I ain't going to tell you again. And that's what he say after after that, because that means right. gonna whip your ass. Chubby, you exactly. got a letter grade for us. Yeah, um, seeing that I, there was very little that I. I mean, even in bad episodes of television, I can usually take out one or two pieces that were really good. This, I, I was totally miserable watching this entire episode. I give it an F. It flat out failed for me. That James stuff just weighed too heavily on the episode. They couldn't save him. It just, it was bad. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's move on to something a little more interesting, at least in my estimation. Gotham. Yeah. This week. Heroes Rise, colon, the primal riddle. Dun, dun. Uh, after being tipped off by Barbara about the Court of Owls, Nigma goes a little cuckoo about the Court of Owls. <laughs> And wants to solve the riddle of who controls Gotham. And they flash back at the beginning of the episode to that uh, when he had Lucius Fox and Bruce Wayne in the gas chamber at Arkham, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nigma stages a, a, a very, of course, very theatrical uh, bid uh, at a staging of Hamlet. And he stabs Hamlet on the stage. And he tells, uh, tells all of Gotham that he is going to uh, find out who is actually you know, pulling the strings, as it were. This is the most heavily themed Tim Burton uh, episode, I think, for for me that I noticed. There were quite a few Tim Burton moments. Oh, I thought I thought Penguin's group of freaks was more Tim Burtony than than this. Yeah, yeah. Um, he leaves a, a green box with a, a question mark on it. Very Batman sixty six yes. uh, with a scroll inside that gives uh, Gordon another uh, clue. That uh, he's going to try to kidnap uh, the mayor, Aubrey James. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention the guy playing Aubrey James, named Richard Kind. He's been around in like uh, uh, like sitcoms and TV since like the late the seventies, forever, and eighties and nineties. He was just on uh, Gilbert Gottfried's podcast mm-hmm. and had like so many funny showbiz stories to tell about people. It was, just, it was hilarious. Oh, Check it out. He was really cool on there. Um, yeah, the uh, Nigma kidnaps Aubrey James through the use of Danish. Well, they did look good, though. They did look good. <laughs> I agree. Mm, Danish. Somebody sends a big 12. 
a box of Danish, he starts eating it, and he goes for his pills, because I guess he's not supposed to have sweets or whatever, mm-hmm. and all the pills have little question marks on them, because Nygma totally set him up, they roll him into the hospital, they go through all this rigmarole, and uh, Nygma is able to get uh, the mayor out of there. Uh, under Right under Gordon's nose, pretty much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chewie. Always thinking with your stomach. <laughs> um, they, uh, after he kidnaps the mayor, he takes him hostage, he televises a threat to end his life in the case that he does not find out the identity of the Court of Owls. And um, at the same time, Gordon is trying to get into the Court of Owls, and Lee finds suspicious stuff on Frank Gordon's autopsy. Right. And Gordon kind of blows her off, and she's like, oh, no, I'm taking you to the mat on this one. Because I know it's you. You did right. it. You ruined so many people's lives. So I'm yeah. going to, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I want to see you suffer. That's until good. you do actually suffer, and then I'm going to be like, no, James, don't die. That's good. This was, yeah, this this was probably my only real complaint about this week's yeah. episode was, and, and it's not really with this week's episode. It's just, can we just back off of the lead? be in this way if the, if their characters so aren't going to get along just remove yeah. her from the story i don't yeah. know but there's just something about the change in her character that i'm not liking well, hey. she has no teeth because you know when it comes down to it she really doesn't she's angry yeah. at him but she really she she really right. which i get i get the anger had. i'm just saying though is as i feel like this thing's getting stale well you don't need it anymore like if you're not going to do anything with that then it's best to like leave that alone. Just to have her don't say anything to him. Yeah. yeah. Really? You want to silence the, the female character? You just want her to sit there? No, 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 no there are plenty of other female characters. I said no. They can do things with her character. Yeah. I'm are talking you kidding? about this whole stink eye crap between her and Jim. It's just getting old. She's still got a job. I mean, well, how, she, about, how about Barbara? How about Barbara? I was going to say, uh, my favorite female characters are not Lee. It's like Barbara and Tabitha all the way. Yeah. And uh, and uh, in this episode, Bridget, the Firefly or whatever, I thought she was cool. Yeah. I mean, I like I like Butch sitting in the sidelines throwing shade. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Mm, I've Tabitha. seen it before. Mm, I don't trust her. I don't trust Butch her. Butch is still one of my favorites. Because he wanted his like, woman shut back. Shut up. Man. He loves his Tabitha. Yeah, man. <laughs> he wanted his woman back. Tabitha's like, shut up, and smashes something and walks away. <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to get back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of salt in that drink. And I won't you. <laughs> exactly. That's his look on his face. He just has this look on his face of that. The papa. Anyway, Gordon arranges a meeting alone with Nygma in the GCPD. And at the same time, the Court of Owls says, look, we want, you want us to trust you? Bring us Nygma. Yes. No questions asked. So he... Convinces Nygma to get into a car with him, and I will take you, he says, right to the Court of Owls. Uh, and uh, he takes him right to Catherine, and Catherine's bodyguard, who looks looks kind of like Cato from the Green Hornet, you know? Yeah, so, a little bit. I a- thought that, too. Asian yeah. dude, they, Asian dude with the domino mask, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they do they, a little reminiscing, too, about uh, James and... and yeah, it was a, that was a, that was a cool scene with uh, Gordon and Enigma in the car. He's like, you know, remember when we had you and Kristen over for dinner and, and you know all this stuff. And, and Enigma was like, yeah, the wine was this, the cheese was this. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kristen wore this this dress. Yeah, he remembered all the details. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, the Court of Owls takes Enigma away, and uh, Gordon's like, uh, what are you going to do with him? And she says, oh, I'm sure we can find something to do with it, uh, you know, for a smart guy like him, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, I, she she only said, him her saying that makes me think they're not going to kill him, which is good, because I like yeah. that character a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, in exchange, Gordon takes the place of his Uncle Frank on the Court of Owls. Uh, Cobblepot and Ivy recruit Victor Freeze and Firefly Bridget Pike for their army. I like the freaks versus, like, the gangsters. Yeah, I do, too. That's what it looks like. And Ivy's kind of pulling all the strings, even though Penguin is like, don't call me Pengy, and all, like, doing all this stuff. But she's actually the one bringing these people in and stuff. It's weird, this is the first episode. This is the first episode with her where I haven't been creeped out since she's been the older version now. What do you say, Jerry? He was a serious D-bag. I'm like, what What else does she have to do for you? Okay, she's, she's like, basically nursed you back to health. She's put all the, she's, she's lined up everything, you know, mm-hmm. all free for you. Like, and you're still talking crap and, you know, looking down your crooked nose at her. Why don't you? Well, it's very old time. You know, if you look at this, this is very... Uh, old time comic booky little bit mixture of the Batman sixty six and and whatnot where they all they always had a, a hot female uh, uh, assistant and mm-hmm. and sometimes the assistant is 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 mostly doing all the damn work getting right. everything done and then they 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 always ignore them or they don't all like he does to give them all he does yeah. is naysay the entire yeah. piece all he did was naysay her exactly. Well, it's like Joker and Harley, you know. Yeah, a lot Harley of it. Harley really... sets up this whole thing, and uh, mm-hmm. Joker's just like, you know, get away from me, you know, Harley, or whatever. Um, but I and love the scene. This... Like oh, I'm sorry. Something, so. so she's just seriously used to being treated like crap, that this is fine with her. I just, I still, that still bothers me that she's supposed to be like a 12-year-old girl. Because, I mean, she even says, you know, yeah, I know I had a growth spurt, or blah, 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 blah. And the actress that plays her plays her really young. Yeah, she yeah. does. Still, yeah, still, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's yeah. still kind of that that archetype kind of still uh, find that troubling. I, right. I don't know, but I mean, at least they're using your character for something, you know, in the storyline. Right. Yeah. So, um, even though I do have misgivings about that, um, but yeah, the scene with the them moving into the Cobblepot Mansion, you know, it's just, like incredible. Um, there's this, and then we get a scene with Barbara busting into the bar and telling Tabitha, you know. That um, you know, Gordon took Nigma away or whatever, and Tabitha's like, "Yeah, that's because I helped him, you know, block the bomb and stuff." And then Barbara freaks out on Tab, and then, like you said, Butch throws a little shade, and then Tab the storms out, and it's trouble in paradise there for sure. Um, and then Bruce Bruce uh, Bruce Wayne's doppelganger, he like tries to get, uh, gain Alfred's trust, and, but he gets some more of these nosebleeds, and he goes back to see Catherine in the Court of Owls. Turns out because of the process that made him was imperfect, so he's not going to live very long. Uh, and he goes to see Selena, and he tells Selena to get out of town, and that you know he wants to, he wants to save her because he cares for her. You know, if no one else lives, he wants her to get out of town and save. And Selena's like, well, that's the difference between you and the real Bruce Wayne. You know, Bruce would want to save everybody. You know, and then Selena's like, you know, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go tell Alfred everything. I'm gonna let them know what you really are. And then Bruce is like, I can't let you do that. And in a scene very rem- reminiscent of Batman Returns, pushes yeah. her out a window. 
into yep. the street like three or four stories below. Which is weird because mm-hmm. remember when they killed that guy in, in episode two or the second season, I mean? Um, yeah. Selena and Bruce, they also pushed yeah. him out of a window. Just, just yeah, it was far. the first thing I thought of when he did that. It was the first thing that came to mind. But in this, uh, she falls out of the window, and then a whole bunch of cats in the alleys are... Well, you know it'll happen, and cats will bring her Would back you... to life. She right, exactly. Like one of her lives. Right, like yeah. Batman Returns. And that's in the comics, too. Like, that's it's funny, but it's yeah. in the comics nope. that she had yeah. uh, nine lives as well uh, early on. Yeah. So that was the Primal Riddle, episode 17 of this season. Mm-hmm. Five more to go. Yeah, I give it a uh, B-plus for me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm giving it an A. I really, really like this episode. All the, like you said, the Burton-esque of it, but just... I, it, Enigma's one of my... Ed is one of my favorite characters on this show, and I just love the the evolution of him all the way back from even the first season that wasn't so good all the way forward. And uh, I'm I'm excited where the show is going, and I, I yay yay Gotham. <laughs> right, Jerry B B. I, I I don't know. I got kind of bored with the whole Gordon, you know, trying to join the Court of Owls. And I don't really care about the Court of Owls, even though I know they're pivotal. I just don't care. I really do like seeing Nygma come unhinged. It's really by far my favorite thing. And <laughs> Penguin is just like, get off my lawn, get off my lawn. So that was a little irritating to me. And I don't know what I have, what I see wrong with Ivy, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's that I know she's just a young girl. So I don't get why she's moving mountains for Penguin and why he couldn't care less. I know he's cranky. I mean, he's been killed more times than maybe anybody in the show. But, oh, you know, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so maybe that's enough to just make you cranky at everybody and everything. But B. Yeah. I give it an A-. minus. I'm, I'm, I'm still a little bothered by the Ivy character, but other than that, I thought it was a solid episode. I wish... I, I love the Enigma stuff. It's been really great. Yeah. And even the way they shot it was really good, too. Uh, this episode was uh, directed by Maha Vervillo, and uh, she did an amazing job. I mean, some of the scenes, like the the Hamlet scene where he's on the stage with the sword and everything, and, you know, shot from yep. below, and then uh, just really well done this episode. So I give it, that's I give it a, a, a B. Let's move on to Lucy, the fur of Lucy. The Are you in the Sea Lab? Are you recording from the Sea Lab? <laughs> yes, I'm in Pod Six. Back at the lab. Pod Six is a total suck pod. Okay, it's an episode of 15 of the season called Deceptive Little Parasite. Um, Lucifer uh, retrieves Azrael's blade, and it, it's the flame, as we uh, heard, it's the flaming sword. We heard last uh, episode, it's the flaming, it's actually the flaming sword that once guarded Eden. Uh, and it can cut through the gates of heaven and allow Charlotte to go back home. But because Lucifer is the lightbringer, he's the only one that can set the blade on fire. And he can't do it because the only way he can trigger it is by extreme anger. And he is, like, his whole quest this episode is to try to find some way to control his emotions. Turn them on, turn them off, or whatnot. Uh, Chloe and Dan investigate the murder of an admissions officer in an elementary school. Uh, despite uncovering embezzlement by the assistant dean, they are unable to find any leads. Chloe and Mays pose as a married couple. And attend a party in honor of the deceased where the real murderer, a teacher whose affair was discovered by the victim, is caught and subdued by Mays. 
Plus, we have these moments of uh, Chloe and Maze, you know, they're as roommates, you know, where at first she won't listen to her and he has her earbuds in, and listen, you know, later on she will. Um, Maze is like the per- she's like like a husband. She her it, comedic she, timing is amazing. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's oh, like yeah, a, awesome. she plays it like uh, like a TV husband where he's like. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this. I just want to hang out. I just want to get drunk sometimes. I don't want to. She's know, like, okay. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's Al Bundy. Yeah, she is. She's Al Bundy. <laughs> but unlike Al Bundy, she calls Chloe on her shit. That she does. She okay. goes, she'll like call her on her on her shit every time. It seems like, and it just seems like yep. that's what that character kind of needs. For yeah. in my case, anyway, because Chloe is just like. Too self-serious. I like the stuff with her and her daughter boring, in this episode. Man. That was cool. But oh, yeah, like, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, she's so boring as a character. It's so one note. I mean, okay, she's a mom. We get that. She's a divorced mom. That's cool. That tell me something be... else about her. Yeah, tell me, give me, give me, give me more. Three, anybody that. give me three details about her. Right. Yes. What's her favorite kind of food? No. In Fast Times at Ridgemont High, she had that pool scene and... and... All she showed her like, boobs once. That's Phoebe yep. Cates. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we talking about Chloe? Yeah, yeah Chloe, that scene in a story. The way it was described. Well, she was, she was created time. through divine intervention. Um, yeah, but that's like the most. But she doesn't even know that. She doesn't know, right? Embarrassed no... about her mom. Her mom's an embarrassment to her. Yeah, her poor, poor mom that loves you. And okay, there's one. Yeah, I'm so sad for you. She has, has a funny daughter husband. that is... We already said it. Ah, yeah. no, no. That goes into... Look, you're giving... First of all, that goes with the daughter's character. And second of all, I already said, tell me something about her that, she, that doesn't have anything to do with her being a mom. Exactly. Now you just went right for the mom thing. I'm it's saying... Well, I'm saying it's not a very well-developed character. She I can doesn't tell, have a I can tell you more interesting things about Maze. I can tell you more mm-hmm. three interesting things about the therapist. Mm-hmm. Three interesting things about Amendiel, who is as white-bred as it comes. But that the main character Chloe, who's supposed to be at the center of the whole movie right. or the whole show, I mean, it's just two dimensional to me. Which is why I'm tuning out of the show. Like when she's yeah. and that's it, why I'm... why when her and Maze are together, it's interesting because Maze is yeah. you know it's like calling on her crap. Yeah, just like I, I don't give a shit anymore. Just tell. Listen, if right. you like Lucifer, just just tell it. <laughs> I don't care. Um, the Linda, the therapist, suggests to Lucifer that his inability to use the flaming sword may be because he suppresses all the pain and heartbreak in his life. And by channeling it, he's able to briefly set the sword on fire. And Charlotte's a little frantic about it, you know, that he, he was able to set it on fire for just a minute or whatever. Uh, it turns out that Charlotte is desperate to go to heaven because her human form is starting to fall apart. Maybe he should go to Kung Long and learn how to light it up. There you go. <laughs> all the times. It's okay, Lucifer. It happens to all the light bringers. <laughs> it's not you, Lucy. It's not I knew, you. Any time is right for lighting flaming swords with Cialis. Exactly. <laughs> we gotta get the time release. The time release Lightbringer Cialis. Anytime, anytime is right for Cialis. Right. Right. Hey, baby, what <laughs> I gotta do? Light my fire. When the mood strikes to light right. a flaming yeah, sword. <laughs> I'm gonna burst through your heavenly gates. Hey, now. Okay. I take my blue pill. Yeah, I give this a B. This was good, but not great. I, just, I don't know. I like me. I like a lot of the supporting characters, and I like Lucifer. I love the, the, um, uh, the, the girl who does the autopsies now. 
she's, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, she's, she's, she's like my favorite character she's on the show. And uh, I don't know. It, it was really funny because like the procedural very much reminded me of an episode of Law and Order that I saw yeah. like a long time ago. Yeah. I remember because they kept chasing all these people. They thought because she was an admissions officer to a prestigious school that people were trying to kill her because they wouldn't let her kids in. But it turned out it was something totally un, you know, unrelated. So. No, was it, I get the feeling that the way they were really portraying it, all the characters that like the the hokey uh, classroom teacher, the gym teacher. I got the feeling like maybe somebody that writes for the show has an axe to grind with a really exclusive school. Yeah. Because yeah. It's really auditory. Somebody's, somebody's you know getting over some stuff. Either somebody's mommy was a little bit too involved with the gym teacher, or uh, it, or it something very, else is going on. It, it, it made me think like, of that. Uh, it made yeah, me think like, of that Pretty Little Liars that was just on HBO. I don't know if you watched that, but yeah, it, it did. Certainly did. Yeah, no, I had a lot of that. I had a lot of that. I don't watch that. Okay. So what? <laughs> yeah, your... but it, it really felt like maybe that was personal. Like, like the way they kind of lampooned all the different adults that worked for the school. Like, I, I don't know. It just felt like maybe they were trying to write about real people that somebody that writes for this show knows because it, it really just yeah, like. Like look how look at all the secrets that's hidden in this supposedly exclusive school. That's the best thing ever for your kid. I don't want my kid to go there anyway. Screw you, admissions officer. I bet one of y'all. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I write for TV, so I'm gonna write about it, and you're gonna be on TV, and you won't even know. I think that's what mm-hmm. happened. I think that's what happened. I'm just gonna go it ahead could, and hey, that That's a very plausible theory, Jerry. Absolutely. Thank what you. do you What do you guys give the episode though? I oh. give it a C plus. I give it a B minus. B minus. B. I really liked the gym teacher, even though he didn't have that much. I've got a son. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like the joy on his big dumb face. <laughs> you know, folks are dead. Whatever. I've got a son. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. B. <laughs> Alrighty. Now, cause and effect. The Flash. Cause and effect. <laughs> Uh, episode 21. Um, we get At the very beginning of the episode, we get Savitar explaining that he is a leftover time remnant of Barry. That his future self created while fighting Savitar, and that Savitar left alive to become him later. And now my head is going to hurt. Ow. Yes. Um, the remnant was shunned by Team Flash because he was just a remnant. Yeah. Which really? I don't understand. If they didn't have Barry and anybody else left, why wouldn't they just... Never mind. Uh, the runner became depressed and ran back in time, and he ultimately became Savitar. And he explains so, that he needs to kill Iris so that Barry will be forced to create him in the future. Right. So Cisco comes up with a really dumb idea. Cisco <laughs> <laughs> proposes to stop Savitar from remembering any of their strategies by stopping Barry from creating new memories. But, oops, instead, Barry loses his memory totally. Oops. It's an amnesia episode, everybody. (laughs) How did that go wrong? I mean, we've got everything mapped in the brain out 100,000%, right? Because they didn't have Caitlyn. Oh. I guess they didn't have a big mallet to hit him on the head like in all the old TV shows where people got amnesia. That that always works. You hit him again, they regain their memory. 
Right. <laughs> or coconut or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it's, a, it's an amnesia episode, everybody. Um, <laughs> I got to say, though, I really hope that they bring back happy, happier Barry next season. Because this, having this happy Barry made me really miss, like, the first season Barry. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Like, I just missed, like, the hope and wonder and joy of the show. I mean, that's what I really loved about it was, like, it was this... I mean, we got dark and gritty with Daredevil and all the Marvel, you know, Netflix stuff. You know, we got that covered, you know. We have it covered even on this same verse with uh, Arrow, right? Right. So, Flash was, like, the bright and bubbly and joy and, like, uh, optimistic one, you know. And you kind of get a taste of that in this episode with Barry, like, not having the... Even even um, Iris says it, you know. He doesn't look like he has the weight of the world on his shoulders anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Well, he turns him into Batman. He's like, oh, the loss of my parents is my tragedy. Like, it yeah. sounds like he's doing a Batman impression. Like, what? But he, even... He's, he's, he's Cliff. He's Wuthering Heights, Heathcliff Allen. He's going to brood like nobody is going to brood, and yeah. he's going to brood about it. <laughs> I think, does, but so I, think, I think they realize that, though, and they're going to go with a little brighter tack, I think, I hope, next season. Well, I don't know why the need was, what was the need to kill off his father and stuff. Like, it's like you did the thing with the mother. I got it, but I don't understand why he needed such another, so many tragedies. To know. happen back to back to back. But like, what, even but even with all those tragedies in his life in the first season or whatever, um, it, it wasn't that dark. It wasn't that dark. No. You know, it still was no. brighter. It was like you know, uh, wow, golly gee, I'm learning how to use super speed, and wow, I learned how to do this this week because I had to fight this guy who was stronger than me, and wow, Cisco figured out a, a cool way for me to use my speed to stop this guy. You know what I mean? And then this season's all been, oh my god, my wife's gonna die. Well, they screwed Oh my god, I'm gonna kill her. They took away Caitlyn. Like, Caitlyn and Cisco and Barry used to go out after working. They used to go out to the bar Mm -hmm. and hang out, right? Right. Remember how it used to be? Yep. Like, they they would hang out and have fun and do stuff. Now it's like you make... Caitlyn, so you, you you just destroyed Caitlyn. Like yeah, this episode, like this episode too is like you know, they want I, I don't know they're trying to break down the the, the defensive barrier. I mean, she ends up helping them. Right. Savitar kind of forgets who she is because after they wipe out Barry's memory, for some reason, it takes out Savitar's memory too, and he doesn't know who Caitlyn is. Right. Kind of slams her against the wall. <laughs> says, because the remnant won't remember because. Barry would remember the thing. Ow, my head again. This makes my head hurt, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I really am. It's starting to hurt me. Um, Savitar loses all his memories, resulting in Wally's powers disappearing because Savitar never gave them to him. Um, A a low rent uh, heat wave named Lucius Coolidge gets released because of Barry's inability to testify correctly because of his amnesia. Right. Uh, but Killer Frost comes and helps Cisco and Julian develop a way for Barry to regain his memory so that Savitar would as well. So ostensibly she's there to help because you know she wants Savitar to get his memories back. But they pull this bit where they're like telling stories about Ronnie and stuff, trying to get to her. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, her um, they try to like... Um, confront her 
and say, you know, stay with us, you know, stay. And, and Julian even is, is even like, I love you. And she's like, I don't love you. I never loved any of you. And she goes in the elevator and goes away. But like her eyes kind of, her eyes switch back to normal for just like a second mm-hmm. in the elevator. Yep. So mm-hmm. I guess we can all see that where that is going, right? Yeah, we see it. But we know. Um, it's cool. She's defrosting. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I have a question, though. Is, is Cisco, none of them thought about. So Caitlin shows up and says, well, your little experiment also caused Savitar to not remember anything. So why would you not, you know, behind Caitlin's back there, but why wouldn't you go after Savitar right now? Because if you could stop him now... Who? Who would go? Wally yeah. has no powers. Yeah, Barry doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Who would go? Cisco is going to take Savitar out by himself? No. He's the only one with powers. No, no, no. Cisco is going to warp over to Earth 3, get (laughs) Jesse. Then he's going to hop over to Earth... Right? Then he's going to go get the Thundercats. Which Earth is it Supergirl's on? (laughs) Then he's going to go to Eternia and get the the Thunder... I'm just saying, Skeletor. some of the writing on this show, they could have come up with a way. Of course. If you got Supergirl involved, she could have ended this a long time ago. We could have ended that season at the beginning of the season. Okay? But but they they didn't, you know? Do you think think, think Barry Allen couldn't have stopped Prometheus on Arrow, like, months ago? I mean, come on, man. If I mean, that could be done. I, exactly. Like, if they were to do that, you could. Please, they could. You could. They totally you could. could. They'd just be like, oh, Superman. Totally could. Okay. Um, as Coolidge goes to start a fire, um, and Iris helps Barry regain his memories in time to stop the fire. And they give him his memories back by shocking his costume's helmet or something. I was just like, <laughs> what? Who would have thought? He's like, this is going to hurt a little bit. Zap. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're hitting him on the head with a coconut, pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then Wally jumps in to help, because once his memories come back, Wally gets his powers back somehow. That was nice to watch. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, fun that was them. the best part of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That and the kind of semi-explanation of Savitar, I'd say. Right. Um, Tracy and HR develop a romance. Yeah, didn't see that coming. No, then, that she, surprised me so much. Didn't it, though? Because, you know, they both like coffee. They both like coffee, so they have so much in common. I know. It's like coffee. They like coffee, guys. That was my wife and I. We just hey, you like coffee? I like coffee. Let's get married. Okay. Yeah, let's get married and have babies. Because we like coffee, and they'll like coffee, <laughs> yeah. too. Well, I'll like coffee together. Won't that be great? Yeah. That's, coffee. Drink coffee. Because coffee. Um, she shows the team the, uh, the completed speed force trap, but unfortunately it requires a ridiculous amount of energy. We ain't got no batteries. 1.21 gigawatts! Even more than that, it's like terajoules or something. Yeah, no, it's just that that scene made me think of that, so... From and the, as soon as she says that, they cut to the final scene, there's a room with some, like, glowing alien technology in it. It looks like it's from the Dominators. And for some reason, King Shark is there wandering around as well. Of course. Because King Shark. Yay! I like King Shark. He's awesome. I I do too. So, The Flash. Um, It gets a C plus. I really didn't... I mean, it it just... It gets a C plus only because they finally explain how the hell he got here. Yeah. 
That's it. Nah, I give it a solid B. Uh, I'm torn. I'm torn. It was a lot of... It, we were asked a lot as an audience for this mm-hmm. episode. True. I feel like I was dragged through some of it. I was pushed through yeah. some of it. And, and I kind of skipped through the rest of it. So, overall, I, I think I can give it a B. But there were some D moments. You know? Some yeah. what the crap. Sure yeah. I give it a B for Bouncy Buoyant Berry. Because I like seeing Happy Berry again. And I hope they bring him back next season. And that's what my takeaway was. It was good to see that. You could, like, breathe and not, like... Like be worried for five seconds yeah. with bounce bear. Like that. Because like you, well, you call him Broody Berry, right? Yeah. The future. Weathering Heights, Broody Berry. Broody And a cast member doesn't have to die every season. Yeah. No. That's not necessary. It's just like you know, there are some people that just live for for quite a long time. So they don't be, all die. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Okay, on to Arrow. Oh, boy. This is called Honor Thy Daddy Issues. I'm sorry, I mean Honor Thy Fathers. I like your version better. Yeah, exactly. As I said at the beginning of the episode, you know how to take down a supervillain, not with superior weapons or fighting skills, but with daddy issues. Just tell him his daddy didn't want it. Your daddy didn't love you. He thought you ugly and dressed you funny. Nope. You know how many fights I gave up because somebody yelled that at me? <laughs> I just took a knee like I can't um, do this. For some reason, all of Adrian Chase's prosecutions are discredited, and most of the convicts, including Samson, a.k.a. Zombie, that dude was all charged up and can't feel pain, uh, are released on bail. Yeah, that's how the law works. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Sometimes bad guys do go free on technicalities. That's true. I'm with you on that, and I don't argue that, but that's not, they wouldn't just let them all go. Well, considering that his crimes... That's where Dexter comes in. I know, but his crimes were revealed by a lot of people. Like, he did these crimes in front of a lot of people. They were violent. They were violent crimes, like like murder and all kinds of stuff. Usually it's when a cop messes with evidence. That's what they... Or illegal Wait. search and seizure. Right, right. But you're the right. DA. You're only prosecuting the case. They don't. They don't do that when a when a DA gets arrested for something. They don't do that. Nope, they don't. It's a separate investigation, a separate totally. prosecution. They might, totally. you know, they might go, try to appeal some of those cases down the road, but they wouldn't just overturn them and set everybody free. No, right. Yeah, Zombie guy really likes coffee. DA liked coffee. Everybody loves coffee. <laughs> 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 coffee. Uh, you want some coffee? I brought you some coffee. You want some coffee? It's fresh brewed. It's really good. It's a little, yeah. it's a little cold brew. I really like. It's really good. That just gives him coffee. Uh, and yeah. Oliver receives a body encased in concrete. Delivered to his desk somehow. Sure. Uh, it's identified as Henry Goodwin. And mm-hmm. uh, while Curtis and Dinah track Samson, the others investigate Goodwin, and it revealed that he had been killed by Robert Queen. Dun, dun, dun. dun. A little bit of retcon. And I love how you say, my father's not a cold-blooded killer. But in the first episode, your father shot this other dude. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because he wanted to save the the room on the boat. I just thought, oh. I, th- I thought it was funny later. Uh, well, we'll get to it. Hold on. We'll get there. Uh, I'll mention yeah. it. We'll get to it. Um, it turns out that uh, Chase and Samson are working together 
to release uh, Claiborne's weaponized tuberculosis into Star City. Dad, because damn, I just ate that tuberculosis. Because sure, that's what you do. Uh, with Oliver back in the Green Arrow costume, they track the bomb. They engage Samson's party, and Oliver duels Chase in a stairway, reminiscent of the Daredevil similar scene. Uh, Samson is captured as Curtis defuses the bomb, and he says, how are we doing? He goes, we're terrific. I've been holding on to that one. I was uh, like, right. oh, man. And when he takes uh, off his throat wig, he reveals the braids beneath, and everyone rejoices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The T-spheres come and start doing his hair immediately. Mm -hmm. All the times I get beat up is terrific. Yeah. Why are we weaponizing? Cons why are we weaponizing consumption? Do we want to create the next Ed Allan Poe? For yes. <laughs> yes. Was was polio or smallpox taken? What do we? <laughs> they should break Dude. out break out the grip with two P's and an E. Yeah. You know what? I feel like there's going to be some dropsies weaponized any moment now. <laughs> get some thrush out there. Um, yes. Oliver reveals that Claiborne. Oh, well, you know Oliver and Chase fight and 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 fight some and more and fight and fight and fight. And then uh, Oliver, they're kind of across the room from each other. And Oliver reveals that Claiborne planned to disown Chase because he's insane. Right. And as soon as Chase hears this, he gets on his knees and he asks Oliver to, to kill anymore. him. I don't nope. He quits. I'm I done. Yeah. I, call I mean, him. I I killed my, my year. Own my years of planning. Yeah, years and years of planning, creating an entire yeah. new persona yeah. as, a, right. as a district attorney. Can, as Daryl said, killing my own wife. Because she got among in the a, way of my plan. Among a yeah. bunch of other people he also iced. Don't forget. Yeah. Right. But no, I quit because I have daddy issues. No, you, you just told me my dad didn't want me. I'm, I quit. I don't want to do it. I like he, did a, he did a Cartman. He was like, screw you guys, I'm going home. Just, you know. I'm just like, I'm going to hit you right in the daddy it. issues. Bam! Oh, I'm not my daddy issues. Ow! Man, them daddy issues hurt. Like it's like a kryptonite. It's like kryptonite, man. You, got, you see what I said? I said I daddy issues hurt like a mother. Oh, I see what oh, you did there. Oh, see that? Oh, clever. See what I did there? See what I did there? Here's the other part. I'm writer for Supergirl. I do all the James episodes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know if I admit that, you know, in public very much. Um, Chase asks Oliver to kill him, but they arrest him instead. And there's a scene, I'm thinking, you killed like two dozen dudes to get up here. Sure right? did, right. They went out straight out and shot those dudes. There were no rubber bullets. They, they no. killed all those dudes no. to get to that bomb or whatever. Sure Why did. the hell would you leave him alive? I don't know. If you're, it's okay to kill all these other people, but no, you're going to leave Chase alive, the most dangerous one. Well, really? he was going to kill him, but then Cause he realized... Because he wanted realized... to see him face justice with his no, daddy issues. No, no, that wasn't it. He realized <laughs> that this wasn't the, the season finale yet. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yep, there's that. That's true. Yeah. Um, Thea's back in town for some reason. Uh, Oliver gives her a video of their dad asking her to look after Oliver. And here's another one that kind of did not understand... Renee refuses to testify in Zoe's court in order not to upset yeah, her. What the hell? And then oh, his God. his claim gets dismissed. I had no idea why he did that. Can anybody explain that to me? Well, he got kidnapped, oh. right? No, he was. They were done. No, were done. remember Chase... he's kidnapping part of the crew. Maybe because I watched the the uh, preview for the next episode. 
Okay. Their crew gets kidnapped. That's well at the point. At, well, no, at the point that we're talking about here, where his hearing is, they mm-hmm. just shown him in a scene in the Arrow Cave, and right. Arrow's like, you know, take the win, everybody. You earned it. Blah 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 blah. Right. And it's the next morning, and they cut to the scene, and friggin' uh, um, uh, uh, Lance is there, Detective Lance, or Captain Lance, or whatever is there, mm-hmm. but but he isn't. And I bet you what happened, because I'm, I'm, I, I thought, because I, it made me think, oh, wait a minute, they kidnap, uh, I think the League of Shadows or whoever, I don't know, they don't say in the preview, but they just, but they, they go, everybody's been kidnapped, and then Oliver's trying to get because uh, he smiles at the end when they capture him and they look you see Prometheus look up and smile right yeah. and then for the next and when I watched this, the preview for the next episode something happens where they've kidnapped each of the members of the crew except for Oliver well, and remember we yeah. ended last week with Chase with Oliver's son and right. that never even popped up at all this no week. not at all that, so, that's so, still out there so that so he kidnaps every so I, i'm assuming whoever else i guess razagul's daughter he says he, that, he says in this episode we got trained by the same person yeah so i'm guessing it's talia yeah but yeah. here's the thing that killed me when they showed Ch- like oliver's giving that speech here at the end you know the, his huh. little uh, stirring yeah, speech yeah, yeah. they have chase in his little plexiglass hannibal lecter room yeah. With a uh-huh. giant big screen TV in front of him, watching Oliver. Uh-huh. I'm just like, that's, that's, what? That's got, what? <laughs> Why? Product what? placement. It's product placement. Okay. Oh my god. That episode that's... was, yeah, that episode was sponsored by LG, where life is good and the TVs are. Huge. I'm saying because if you're a mass murderer, you get a, you get to hang like that because that's a vacation. That's like no tell, man. The... You don't tell that's these nice sponsors you... where to place. I will tell you from first hand being there in prison, um, they, murderers, rapists, all of them, they, they can have personal TVs. They can purchase them through the commissary, but they're they're and they're flat screen TVs, but they're oh, in a clear case. So all the electronics can be seen. And I think they're either 11 or 13 inch screens. So but the they first are... thing he did when he went to jail is he was able to buy a TV already. Yeah, but this this was like at least an eighty inch screen and like I'm it saying. was just huge. It was like like I said, it's bigger than the TV I have in my living room. And it was just... he had an Xbox Live in there. Yeah, no doubt. Play. He was <laughs> he was playing Halo and shit. <laughs> wow. So he even said at the end, he said Alexa. He said Alexa, change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> you guys saw Diaz. What's going on? Are they trying to? Write in something where she's going through something because she looks strung out to me. Yeah, she she, did look, she looks shady. She does, man. I, 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 I get the bad feeling. Look... I get the bad feeling okay. that she's gonna bite it. Like she's gonna die. All right, she did not look good. No. And then she did some kind of kind of mention like, "Whoa, you want me to see him like what look like this?" And I'm like, "What does she look like?" They're not addressing why she looks no. so out of it. Like, what's going on? Right. Okay. I thought it was me. I'm like, am I being, I mean, no, overly not at all. I agree. I totally okay. Agree. Okay. Good. She looked like she had, she had like been hooked on something or hadn't slept for maybe. But they may, you know who they also did that to, uh, uh, back in the day. Um, what's her face? Black Canary. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Remember that when she started looking all haggard and stuff and it was like, yeah. why is she looking sickly? 
yeah. all of a sudden, and they never explain it, and then you know. So they've got happens. that uh, the Baywatch problem. All the actors or actresses are secretly fighting heroin behind the scenes or something, and. Jeez. Well, I mean, what else you gonna do in Starlin City? I'm just checking. Maybe that's where Broody Barry came in. Maybe he was the part of Barry that got hooked on heroin behind the scenes. <laughs> they, they put something in their coffee? And you go quickly through the flashbacks, Oliver and Anatoly go back to Leon Yu, and they're going to arrange yes. it to look like Oliver was a castaway there. But um, as Anatoly leaves to bribe the boatman to sail toward the island, Oliver is drugged and captured by Kovar, who knows all about it. And we saw little mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren there as he right. Which was so disappointing because I thought, finally, they've caught up to where the flashbacks are at the beginning of the series, and we'll nope. be done with them. But nope. no! I still have at least two more episodes of flashbacks. Yeah. So that was Arrow. Hey. Honor the honor their daddy issues. What do you get? What do you give it? Uh, give it a Hard B. Days. Minus... Yeah. It's strange too because the Willa Holland she, on our IMDb, she don't have any projects besides Arrow, really, and she's barely been on this show like for the last half yeah, of it. And I'm true. looking, and I'm like, well, she going to do something else? Because Diggle went and did something else, like he was doing. Yeah, well, so did uh, Katie Lotz and uh, Brandon yeah. Routh and um, trying somebody else too. It's just so movie. strange. There's like no other projects on her INDB. I hope she's not Did, sick or something like that. I hope not. But didn't she about this time last year speak out against Warner Brothers or something like that? Like there was some controversy going on between the film, her something with film and TV. I don't know. But I, because I thought that's why she hasn't been on the show very much, is that she's kind of in the doghouse. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just I remember something about that last year. But, to the bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know ring any bells for me. Yeah, I give this one a hard C. The whole defeating Prometheus with daddy issues kind of really bothered me. Yeah, I yeah. seem kind of dumb. It's like, yeah, finally a climactic battle and an ending in a fight and a cool fight scene. And nope, I'm gonna call out your daddy issues. And you're gonna go down like a house of cards. I don't think so. No, After all, like like way. we were saying, all he went through to do get where he is and all that. No, I don't think I don't buy it for a minute. Right. So, yeah, I I'm there with you. I I I I'd say a C minus. It 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 just. I don't know. This whole season has been really up and down and left and right, just crazy. Well, I think all of the shows have had the same issue. It's not. Yeah, you're not wrong. Partsy. No, it was not enough to like to make this any higher. But I did like seeing Dolph Lundgren again for five seconds. Yay. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm concerned about the. I need to know what's going on. I kind of like the dynamic between whatever his job title is, Lance, this week, and Mad Dog. I kind of like their back and forth, you know, like, right, as Hoss. much as they don't get along, you know? That's right, Hoss. As long as they... <laughs> Seriously, I like them together. They're both such assholes. They don't call me Hoss. Right? <laughs> They're cute, though. You know, yeah. It's like, you've got one job. You're a dad. Let's let's man up here. No doubt. Cool. That really bothered me. So. Yeah? Mm. Well, they're saying she's not in... Her contract, uh, the writer, Guggenheim, he's saying that she is only contracted to do 
14 of the 23 episodes. Okay. So. Who knows? Who knows what she's That's the deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was Arrow, and that was the week of DCTV that was. We got, two, like I said, two more episodes on all the main CW superhero shows, and then I think three or four more on the rest, and then it'll be summer already. Wow. We're blazing through these. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just a little summer. little advanced warning. I think uh, Chub Toad's out next week. So Yeah, I will not be there next you, week. You're going to have to fill in your own dick jokes. And, 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 and mansplaining because he won't be here to do it. Okay. I think we can handle it though. Uh, if you like geeky podcasts, and I imagine you do, head over to the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com. You will find a whole plethora of geeky podcasts there, including Gotham by Geeks, the Batman podcast. Uh, you got Nothing's On, which I do with Donnie and Daryl. We're about to be putting up, by the time this is up, we're going to also have up a Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler cast for volume, volume 2. Uh, with uh, uh, Wendy Freeman and uh, Luke Foster and Chubb and myself and my wife will be making her podcasting debut on that one. Um, so it'll be Nothing's On with no Daryl because, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know how Daryl is. But there are a whole bunch of great shows over there. Check it out. No apologies. And uh, uh, go trek yourself in Star Wars Conversations and all kinds of great shows at com. Also, com. I was kind of figuring out the other day, uh, we're, we're coming up on the 10th anniversary of uh, LOD wow. uh, in about a year, you know, like maybe about 11 months, yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, I figured yeah. out we, we probably logged something like uh, over a thousand shows, a thousand episodes between oh, easily. between the main one, Speak of the Devil, Real Heroes, like all the spinoff shows we did. Oh, that's so. right, yeah, that's true. Kind of crazy. But uh, there's all kinds of shows over there. The Walking Dead TV podcast, Half Hour Wasted, is over there. Uh, it's all connected with Russ and the crew talking about Marvel. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been really good this season. Yes, yes I have has. really enjoyed yeah. it. It's really come back for me in a big way, and I'm, I'm happy oh, yeah. about that. I, I'm and, really, and I'm glad the writer came back this last episode. But, uh, yeah, so uh, check that out. It's all connected. They cover the Marvel side of the television street, much as we cover the DC side. Uh, we'll turn next week. We'll be back next week with the penultimate episodes of of um, Supergirl and Arrow and Flash. And until then, thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Chubb. We are Ghost. Good night.